The night joggers were out as usual. The young man could see dim figures on the track even in this pale light, slowly pounding round and round on the most infinite of footpaths. There would be, he knew, plump, determined-looking women slogging along while fleshy knees quivered. They would occasionally brush damp hair fiercely from their eyes and dream of certain cruel and smiling MCs, bikinis, tennis with white-toothed males, wild tangos in the moonlight, and men too of various ages and levels of dilapidation, perhaps also grinding out secret fantasies. Did they picture themselves a Peter Snell, held back only by fat or fear as they turned their 90-second quarters? He picked up a small travel bag and went in the gate. Walking clockwise on the track towards the white starting post at the end of the first turn, the joggers ignored the stranger in street clothes, and he likewise paid them not the slightest attention. They would always be there. In lane one, he stood very still, looking down at his street shoes, joggers now going around him with curious glances, and tried to conjure up the feeling. After a moment, a trace of it came to him, and he knew that was all there would be. You can remember it, he told himself, but you cannot experience it again this way. You have to be satisfied with the shadows. Then he thought of the second and third laps and decided with a little twist of a smile that shadows were sometimes quite enough. Once a Runner by John L. Parker Jr. Today's podcast is about something almost everyone in existence has done at one point. Some do it for pleasure, some out of fear, and some do it just because they felt like they needed to do it in order to process the pain at losing the person they love the most. We're talking about running, and today, on the Do It or Else podcast, we discuss our first challenge of running 10 miles. Do you buy your thumb in a suit? Is that a challenge? Do you buy your thumb in a suit? Fine, let's have a duel. Challenge accepted. If you wanna, wanna, wanna come over, do you wanna, wanna, wanna go run? If you wanna, wanna, wanna come over, do you wanna, wanna, wanna go run? If you wanna, wanna, wanna come over, Hey, welcome to the Do It or Else podcast. This is a uh, weekly challenge podcast where we push ourselves out of our comfort zones and try something new and then report back to you all with our experiences. I'm Dustin. And I'm Ryan. Hey, buddy. How's it going? Hey, champ. I'm good, bud. How you doing? (laughs) Good. This podcast is just two friends that want to stay in touch despite all the miles between us, you know? It's... It's a new take on a Disney love story, I think. <laughs> yeah, that's one way to think of it. Um, can I be... Who's my favorite prince? I'm going to go with Aladdin. Does he count as a prince? He became a prince, so yeah. I think that's uh, a good underdog story. Um, if we're two princes, um, I would like to be um, the uh, the fox from the Fox and the Hound. Does that count? Good choice. Yeah, that, okay. I, uh, I don't think he's a prince, but I'll count it. He's a prince of the animal kingdom. All right. I'm I, not going to fight you on that. Okay. Well, save that. Save that for a, for a later uh, a later challenge. Yeah. But this challenge, this episode, episode one, we decided to run 10 miles. 10 and freaking miles. Did you ever think you'd run 10 miles again in one helping? Well, I'm sure we'll get into this, but you know, I guess I always imagined I would, but it was so much harder than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, yeah. I don't know really know what I expected it to be, but it was so much harder. But we'll we'll get into it, right? We certainly will. Um and if you didn't know Ryan and all you listeners out there, you lovely 
listeners, you're just so cute. <laughs> I just want to put you in my pocket and, and carry you around with me all day. Uh, I'm going to tell you a little bit about running, okay? Okay. Uh, if you didn't know, it's one of the most popular sports in athletics today. Didn't I mean, know that. I thought it was it, football. Uh, well, let's think about the world. Get out of America, Ryan. Okay. Take your take your MAGA hat off and just look okay. around for once, if All you don't right, mind. <laughs> it's one of the of course, oldest. Sports. Of course, of course, Trump had to get into our first episode. He's he's the challenge. Oh God, he is. All right, so it's the old, enough about that. Uh-huh. It's the oldest. It's the oldest sport in the world. You're saying older than soccer, older than lacrosse. Um, apparently, um, I think they would. All right, I'll get into it though. The uh, um, ancient Olympic Games, one of the first recorded games, was back in seventeen or seven hundred seventy-six BC. Um, a, a cook from the city of Elis won the Stadion race. That's uh, an approximate distance of six hundred feet. Um, his name was Koroibos. 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 Yeah, Koroibos. I think is how you pronounce it. But yeah, he was a cook, and he's jacked. He's a jacked cook, you know, running food from table to table builds up those legs. Um, six hundred, but it was a race of six hundred feet. Six hundred feet. We yeah, should have done a six hundred foot challenge. That would have been, been a lot, a lot, <laughs> a lot easier for episode one, I think. Yeah, maybe in the future we'll do a, a race of six hundred feet. A state, a stadium. Is that what it was called? Yeah, with an N. Nancy. N is in Nancy at the end. So stadium. Stadion. Stadion. Yeah. But yeah, according, we'll, we'll race. We will. Um, according to some historians, uh, this was the only event for the first thirteen uh, Olympic festivals, um, and it's generally really? believed, yeah, and it's believed that the games had been going on for many years before that. Um, but you know, basically, history is saying seventeen seventy six is like the games back when it started in Olympia. And then for 12 centuries... So there was they, no there's no wrestling going on? There's no uh, yeah, shock put? There was. It's that, just this 600-foot race? That came that came later. Okay. Um, that's a great segue, Ryan. Thank you for bringing that up. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, so these games, they're held during every four years in honor of Zeus. And after those first 13 races, or 13 Olympics, where it's basically foot races, they added two more uh, foot races. They added the Daulos which is a 400-meter race, and the Dolichos, which is either a 1,500 or 5,000-meter event. Um, so they go from a 600-foot race, which is basically, what would you say that is? Is that, I'm, I'm bad at math here. It's like 200 meters. 200 almost. meters. Then they go to a 400 meters, which is basically a whole lap of a track now. That's right. And then they switch, the next race was a mile, Yeah, they're like... They're like, you guys got to run farther. We got to sell yeah. more concessions. We got to take more bets, like whatever the, is going on in the stands, you know? Yeah. Got to give the people more. They always want oh, okay. more. They always yeah. want more. You say, you give me, give me. I want to take a take. And then I say, what else you got? You know? That's, that's <laughs> know. what. Yeah. You know exactly. Because they're in, they're in Rome and they're like, hey, what you, you got more tomato sauce in that platter for my spaghetti? Okay, put it more on there. I see it in there. Give me more. Wait, this is in Rome? I thought this was in Greece. Uh, uh, uh yeah, I'm sorry for all the Romans out there for miss uh, uh or for the Greeks. This is in I'm Italy. sorry. No. <laughs> Would you not Hey, buddy. They cater. Do you not know they cater. the different peninsulas in the Mediterranean? No. Okay, we'll get we'll cover that later, I guess. Okay, a, a geography, geography challenge. Lesson. 
<laughs> I think so. <laughs> Moving on from my ignorance, uh, the pentathlon was uh, next, and that was the foot race. We added a long jump, we added the discus, we added the javelin throw, and then wrestling. So that was introduced in 708, okay. 708 BC, about so you know, a seventy years, years later. No, 70 years. <laughs> I'm a bad listener. <laughs> 776, which is weird because you got to go backwards in time. Yeah, I can't uh, do it. You know, and then 708, even though it's a less number. I thought it was 1776. No, no, that's that's oh, okay. Alexander Hamilton. 1776. I'm not throwing away my shot. Shut. Yeah, that's exactly right, dude. Yeah. I yeah. But, I haven't uh, seen it. Have you seen it? Have you seen Hamilton? Yeah, we saw it for 40 bucks on Broadway. Um, we showed what? up at the last minute, and uh, we basically were talking to a nice cop, and he was like, you know, I can't uh, I can't speak for the house. I only work here, but I do know that sometimes they give away cheap seats if you just hang around here at the end. I can't, I can't say. Uh, Casey had her, my wife, Casey, she had her phone out about to pull the trigger on some online tickets that were expensive, and he's like... You know, I can't speak for these uh, wholesalers wow. online, but uh, you, you know, I can't, and I can't really speak for uh, the theater. But uh, if you stay here, you could get some cheap tickets. We got them for forty bucks, but it was standing room only, which was pretty cool, though. So we we got to stand up and uh, see over. How long is the show? Oh, it's probably like three hours. And you're just standing in the back. Standing in the back, I've got a nice like uh, bar top, basically separating us from the seats, so we could put our drinks on this this like little table so it was great wow man what, what did you think are you a did you I love it, it. Or did you Dude, hate it i still listen to the soundtrack it's it pumps you up certain songs just get you pumped um wow man that's yeah. really cool yeah um uh, and did you know alexander hamilton was a fan of the uh, the olympics <laughs> he he was so really yeah he was like the biggest fan he almost uh competed in the olympics but you know he's too busy writing the federalist papers so um what would do wait what would he have competed in the olympics like a like oh uh equestrian uh, uh chariot yeah chariot racing dueling dueling yeah, yeah we yes know, with, we know he was bad at that with javelin <laughs> javelin he would, dueling. he would have done javelin dueling all right yeah so all right back back to it Let's get back to the edutainment, Ryan. Uh, did you know that the participation of the Olympic Games was limited to only freeborn male citizens of Greece? That, and that sounds like yeah, that sounds, sounds like the Greeks at the time. Yeah, no women's events, and married women were not allowed to attend the competition. Not even wait. So single girls could show up. Apparently, that's what my huh. research tells me. What? Okay. Yeah. But uh, so the, the Olympics go on um, and then we all have heard of maybe you haven't, but the Emperor Nero, a very uh, notorious emperor, very decadent um, in A.D. 67, uh, he entered into the Olympic chariot race and fell off of his chariot and still declared himself the winner. Oh, yeah. So I've never heard it like Kim. He's like Kim Jong Un. Mm hmm. Yeah. He hit a hole in one on every hole, or he yeah he shot uh, he shot what forty four under par or something like that. Good for I, Nero. I, I don't know what what that math equals out, but then in AD three ninety three, the Olympics uh, got a uh, pagan bent to him. the The Christian emperor Theodosius uh, said it was a pagan festival and ended the Olympic tradition, and it um, wasn't 
brought back for almost 1,500 years. Um, that's when the great Baron Pierre de Coubertin, I think I said the right, Coubertin? Pierre de Coubertin of France brought it back in 1892 and established the modern Olympic Games that we kind of know and love today. Well, now I appreciate this Olympic history, but in the Olympics, do they race a 10-mile foot race? I don't know if they have a 10-mile. They got a 10K, right? Which is 6.2 miles, right? 6.2 miles, yeah. And then they run the marathon. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm, 26.2 miles, yep. But did they do the race that we ran? No. No. No, no one's ever done the ra- no one's no ever one's done ever that. done this. That's no right. one's ever done this. We're the first to run so, ten miles. So novel these Renaissance men of 2019. Yeah, <laughs> I ran ten miles today. Hmm. Ooh, how Ooh. lovely. Well, I think this is a pretty good time uh, to talk about that experience, our little race with ourselves. Um, we. We challenged ourselves. Our th- I think I put the challenge out there to do the 10 miles, and we just both were like, yeah, you know? It just kind of yeah. happened. Here, I'll go first. I'll go first. But uh, it was like, what What was it about 10? Um, 10 is a number that a normal per- – so a normal person who is our age, older, right, in their, in their 30s. Let everyone know how old you are. I'm 32 years old. Yeah. <laughs> how dude. old are you? I'm 32. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, so a normal person our age, I feel like 10 miles is a lot, unless you're a distance runner, right? Unless you're training for marathons, 10 miles is really out of reach. I feel like six is probably where I top out ever. How about you? Where do you how far do you run these days? Um, when I run, yeah, I'd say maybe like five miles. Uh, I ride my bike a lot, so I don't know if that really transfers. I felt like that didn't help me at all for no. this, uh, this run. Um, I do a good amount of swimming and bike riding as well. You wouldn't know it by looking at me. Like, I'm a, I'm a chubby boy, but I do a good amount of, like, cardio exercising. But 10 miles in the summer in Georgia was a whole other kind of beast. So uh, just a little bit of history. Dustin, you and I... Uh, know each other growing up. We played sports together growing up. We were friends. We made movies, those kind of little childish things. But in high school, we both ran on the cross-country team. Running, running, running. Yep, yep, Running, running, running. And we were both, at various times, fast runners, good runners. Uh, Yeah. High school cross-country teams run race of 5K, so 3.1 miles. But we would practice routinely every like two three times a week we'd be running more than six or seven miles in a day right yeah yeah occasionally up to like 13 miles i think on our longest runs back then crazy yeah yeah um and also you know during the warm summer months and early fall in georgia uh you went on to be a much better runner but i think we'll get to that in a little bit i got hurt in high school and never really 
uh, to be honest, lived up to my full potential, I don't think. But I think our running history goes further back than that. Do you remember the middle school, uh, I, I guess it's yes. field, field day. Yes, Wildcat days. Wildcat days at Northwestern Middle School. Both me and Dustin are there. We're running the cross-country event. And this, this event, I don't know how many miles it was. It was probably it, it a two-mile race. It might have been two. Yeah, it might have been Just a two-mile two. race. But, you know, I think we were in eighth grade. Is that right? I think seventh and eighth grade was when we started doing the distance races that I remember we were both at the starting line for. Right. So we're both there at the starting line. We run around the school, and we finished back on the, uh, the main track and field where all of our classmates are sitting in the stands, right? Do you remember mm-hmm. this moment? I remember you this moment. I, I running, remember, yep, all the hot teachers were there watching all us, of cheering them, us on. All the pretty girls, all the handsome boys, and we're running down the hill. And I, I don't know if you know this, because you weren't re- winning the race at that moment. I was winning the race at You this were moment. winning the race um, in front of Danny Haas. And not Danny Haas. I think it was Drew Clip. If we, if we want to share middle school names, it may, may not be. You might be right. I really don't know. But we're running down the hill onto the track. And since I'm in first and dumb, I don't know that I'm supposed to run around the track to finish. Mm-hmm. I thought I was supposed to run through the field and just sort of finish in front of everybody. Yeah. I don't really know what my childhood brain was thinking. So I run through the field. And I just remember thousands of people yelling at me go back go back <laughs> you're going the wrong way you have your arms up in the v for victory you yeah got your peace I, signs oh, up i've like. won the race i'm the hero <laughs> i won it for i don't know the purple team or whatever i'm psyched i got my arms up gotta run back run around the track in this time whoever is in between you and i catches up to me right yeah and you're like you're not far yards. behind yeah you guys so, are like you guys are like 30 yards about right so then he he gets up on my hip so we're sprinting towards the finish and our legs get tied up in one another and i'm gonna say 10 yards from the finish line directly in front of the stands right right next to every girl i ever wanted to kiss i just ate it i just ate it ate the track knees elbows chin all covered in blood and you're fucking tired too i was beat it was terrible. Uh, the guy who wins the race, Drew Clip, I think, you think Danny Haas, runs past me, wins the race, and then who else runs past me? I do. Dustin Graham runs past me. Then I get up and sh- like shuffle into third place. Yeah. So you- that's where our running careers, I feel like, started. Yeah. I would say it started way back in soccer, honestly. That was, that's, that's true. That's the first time you know, ever running for an hour and a half. Um, I mean, what, maybe an hour because maybe they did 30 minute halves back then. Um, but, um, I always ran hard and fast as a kid. I always, I loved the Sonic the Hedgehog video game. So I always thought I could be Sonic if I just ran fast enough, you know, like I'm, (laughs) I'm going, I'm faster than it. Yeah. Yeah. I could turn up into a ball, charge up and then, you know, zip out, across the road um but i i i kind of fell into running because my parents told me to join cross country um i think did did your sister amanda start and then you were like i'll do that too or like 
Why yes. did you join and the cross country team? Even before Amanda, my brother was a runner. That's right. Yeah, yeah, my yeah. My brother he did was the, a runner. The Ooga Booga. Right, the Ooga Booga, which is a, a chant our cross country team would do before races. It was just incredible. But my brother actually was a slightly better cross country runner than me. I remember looking at the times, and I'll, I'll share this now my 5K time from high school. I ran a 1742 uh, as a sophomore, if I can relive my glory days. My mm. brother. Ran mm. a seventeen forty in high school. Oh, oh. How fast did you get in high school? Oh, at my fastest, my senior year, I did a sixteen thirty. Ooh, that's amazing! <laughs> that's so fast. I can't but believe the, I ever did that. And I think the thing people don't know about cross country is at a sixteen thirty, so three point one miles in sixteen thirty, you're running roughly five minute miles, a, a little mm-hmm. bit slower, but that point one really matters. You didn't win the race, I imagine, at 16.30, did you? No, dude. The the kids that were winning were like running in the 15.30s. Yeah, you probably got in the top 20, yeah. but probably not the top 10 even. Uh-uh. Yeah, no. that's, that's what's so incredible about that sport is that the high end, the really good runners are in a, in a class all by themselves. But that, that time you got is actually pretty elite, I think, for high school. And you went on to run in college. Yeah, I ran in college for two years for a small for, school. For, for Reinhardt, right? You Reinhardt didn't run for UGA? No, I got into Ultimate Frisbee, bro, at UGA, oh, Okay, man. We went to oh, Nationals all three years, so it's no big deal. Okay. So, but you ran a college cross country, which is a 10K. Yeah, yeah. So, I imagine for the training for that did, sport... We would, do, we would do 8Ks and 10Ks. It just depended oh, wow. on the race. So, it would be like one race would be an 8K, another one would be a 10K, but it was either 8 or 10 so did you get more experience running longer distances because your races were longer in training? Were you running 15 yeah. miles, like that sort of thing? Sometimes, yeah. I hated those days. Do you know and the I, longest you ever ran? Those were, yeah, those probably, yeah. Those were the longest times, longest durations of just jogging, you know, like running with intention um, wow. and with a group of folks. Um, I ran track in high school, too, and I felt like I was a better track runner. Like in the 400 and the 800, I felt like I did really well for um, being a little white guy, especially in the 400. Um, you know, I broke I broke 50 seconds on the 400, and I broke, I think I ran like a 40, 49.5, something like that, in the 400, right. and a, I think a 158 in the 800, but that was at a on a relay, so... It could have been faster. It could have been slower, depending on how you judge a relay split. But um, I felt like I was pretty good at the the shorter sprinting distances. Um, but I struggled with long runs, like really long runs. I hated those. So I think this is a good time to talk about our experience in our personal runs. Um, I chose to run my run, um, and the challenge was run 10 miles. There was no, and I I think I failed. I got to be honest with you. You failed? Well, I covered 10 miles at once, but if the challenge was to run those 10 miles, I failed. I could not keep running for 10 miles. So you Um, moved, you moved 10 miles. I moved How? 10 miles from door to door on foot 
but I walked a lot, dude. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So my my total distance here, I've got it in front of me, is ten point one miles, uh, with an average pace of thirteen thirty. With and I think my total time. Oh, look at that! My total time was two hours and fifteen minutes. Awesome. So my time, yeah, not incredible, not terrible. Uh, my run was up and down the Beltline, um, around Piedmont Park. But, dude, I felt good to start, but by mile seven, I thought I was going to die. My lungs were fine. My brain kind of felt like it was going to pop out of my head. But my legs, dude, my legs couldn't handle it anymore. I had a similar experience around mile seven, mile eight. Yeah. So tell me, tell me about your run. I imagine in my mind you ran the whole thing. Uh, sort of. I, 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 I'll tell you a little bit about it. But I did have to take a break to cool down, just because it was so hot. Like um, you came home? No, no, no. Um, so I started out my ten mile run from my house, and I warmed in up Athens. in a- I live in, in Athens. I live in Athens, Georgia, and um, I started off my run by walking up this steep hill that's like right outside my house, and that's on the on the way to the track. So once I got to the top of the hill, I warmed up and ran to the track. That's about a mile and about a mile and a quarter to the track, Um, and then I just basically rolled into the track, and I I wanted I I ran without a phone because I. I don't run with a, a phone. I don't like having things in my hands. I, I like to be as minimal as possible. I don't like, you know, stuff bouncing around in my pockets or stuff like that. I want to be comfortable. Um, and yeah, I, man, it's terrible. Yeah, it's terrible and, running with a phone. Yeah. Did you have it on your arm or do you hold it in your hand? There is a pocket in my running shorts that holds it kind of tight to my leg, which gotcha. is okay. It's it's manageable. But yeah. I don't like that. That, like, drives me nuts. I hate that. Um and I sweat like crazy, so I wouldn't want to sweat all over my phone or something. I don't know. Um, They're waterproof now. They do have those waterproof phones. Can you believe Wait, that? Wait, so you ran you ran ten miles on a track? Uh, I ran I ran eight miles, and I broke it up into two four mile sets at the track. So I wow. got there, and there were like you know it looked like a bunch of middle school and high school kids doing like summer training. So okay. I'm running around them while all these kids are like running hard, you know, some have parachutes on, you know, some are doing hurdles. It's pretty cool. And it like pumped me up. Since you know? when did kids start wearing parachutes? Was that Since, happening when we were in high school? No, it's specialized sports and like over parenting, over achieving parents. These beasts, you see these beasts on like the trails, man. These guys with these like weight vests on mm-hmm. and masks over there, like dark. There was Vader a guy masks. there was a guy running with a weight vest at the track. Do you know these masks I'm talking about though? They decrease your O2 input. Like it makes it makes your lungs uh put like more tension on your lungs to pull air through this mask. So it's it's like, like you're, strengthening like you're running your lungs. in Denver or something? No, I it's just it makes it harder to suck air through so it doesn't like decrease the amount of oxygen that's in the air it just makes it harder to pull air through so you're like (gasps) like really pull you know like why not just stick a straw in your mouth and breathe through that yeah yeah but you know diaphragm training if you want to think of it like that but anyways i mean these kids were like in maybe fifth or sixth grade with parachutes on um 
and track spikes, you know, and doing 50 yard sprints. So like I, I got kind of pumped up and I think I started running maybe a little faster than I should have. Um, but it's uncomfortable for me to run too slow. Um, like I feel like I have to run on my toes, leaning forward, try and maintain proper form always. And when I do that, I tend to like, I just naturally run a little quick. My turnover is a little quick. Um, so do I you felt know how fast you were running. No idea. I, you know, no only, clue only with, yeah, the sun going down. So like I started, it was probably around 88 degrees, I guess. Um, when I left and the sun was going down and then, you know, by the time I finished, the sun was all the way down. It was dark. Um, so the, the second half was pretty trippy with a beautiful sunset, but that's great. Um, I can't believe so, you did this on a track. That's so uh, far to run on a track. I know. Eight I, miles I, on a track and, and two there, like one there and one back. I, yeah. So I was about, uh, I think, 10 and a half miles total. Um, okay. But I, I, you know, I did have to take a break. I started off the day. That day I played in a golf tournament. So I was out in the oh, sun. No. Yeah. I was out in the sun all day for work. And here's what I ate. I ate two Chick-fil-A sandwiches. I drank two Cokes. I had one beer, which was a Terrapin Hopsecutioner. Uh, I had four waters and a bag of Doritos, some Rice Krispie treats, uh, fun-sized Skittles, fun-sized Starburst, three quesadillas, oh chips and salsa, and three hot chicken wings. Oh, my God, dude. So <coughs> I, th- I feel like you're bragging right now. I am telling you I how dumb you, I am. You, you think you're saying how dumb you are, but what you're actually doing is bragging that you can eat total garbage and still manage to get 10 miles under your feet in one day. That's the only reason and I honestly, chose to do the run. That's the only reason I chose to do the run. It's just like, you are a piece of shit. You have to burn all this off. Like, oh, so but I could, fe- I could feel it moving. As soon as I started running, it felt like I had like eight pounds just hanging out of my belly button, bouncing up and down. And it felt so uncomfortable. Like I didn't feel good at all. As soon as I started, I was like, why the fuck am I doing this right now? Um, yeah, it, it was just, it was just gross. And Did I tried, throw up? I didn't throw up. I, I thought I was going to, I thought I was going to pass out. I thought I was going to die at multiple points throughout the run, <laughs> but <laughs> it was just crazy. So like after that first four mile set, yeah, I had to cool down. I went to the bathroom. I put like a paper towel, wet paper towel around my neck, drank water, that kind of thing. And I looked yeah. at myself in the mirror and I have this huge heat rash all over my body. Like just from being out in the sun all day, my, I, I looked up heat, ra- like sports induced heat rash. And it's been right. Like I've had, I've had that the little, the little terrible. red bumps. It's yeah. You still have it. Do you still have um, it today? A little bit, a little ghost of it, like a, all over my chest and on my arms. But that, yeah. So that was gross. Um, and I did that little, that little break and like, it was so hard to start up again to like, to stop running. And then to be like, all right, another four miles. Yeah, man. Let me let me tell you about it. Like uh, me stopping every quarter mile and then trying to convince myself to run again. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, it just wasn't just wasn't possible to maintain. No, I don't think so. Not for us. No, not right now. I'd like ideally to try this challenge again in the future. Mm hmm. Okay. maybe maybe get some training actually running again and see if i if 
and maybe you should i'd like you ideally to track it and see how fast it went so tell me okay. tell me about the end of at the end of your run second half well the second half of the run like i literally thought once i started up again um i felt i felt i could feel my knees you know how often do you feel your knees but i could feel like the entire anatomy like top bottom left right portion of my knees and like every impact it was almost like all of my legs went numb except for my knees and then i was like oh my god my legs are gonna lock up right now and i'm gonna get cramps i'm gonna fall over and that was like in the middle of the fifth mile and Mm -hmm. you know i'm my mind starts to wander like you go into like a hypnosis like into a trance almost like a meditative state or something i started thinking about like man i'm gonna die on this track how ironic would it be that I died on the track because we were going to do a podcast and it's never going to get recorded. Like I thought, <laughs> I thought about the, this challenge was the first challenge was going to be the end of you. Yes. I thought, I, I thought like, dude, you're going to drop down dead. You're like young people have heart attacks all the time and you just did it to yourself for a fucking podcast. Good job. And why didn't you, why this is some, this is a real question of your personality. Why wouldn't you just walk some? I don't know. Why wouldn't you stop running a a little bit? The challenge was to run 10 miles. So I was like, I, I, you know, I would slow down. I would, um, like self assess my foot strike and, um, my breathing and like, okay, is your form shitty or is your form bad? You know, and then try and tighten that up and, you know, focus on, the process, the technique of running, like, okay, make sure your knees are moving forward, you know, like just like the little things to take your mind away from how fucking miserable you are and you're doing it by yourself. And like, I started thinking about the past and like running with cross country, running with you and like suffering through cross country and those practices. And I thought of like our friendship all throughout high school and how like, when we got to college, we like drifted apart and how sad that was and how happy I am that we're like doing this. And this is an opportunity for us to reconnect in a, in another way and get to know each other as adults. You know, I started thinking about like all these deep things. I started thinking about like, why are we doing this podcast? Is it because I'm 32 and I haven't accomplished anything in my entire life? Why am I still here on the seventh <laughs> mile, almost dying? And then I got yeah. like a little runner's high after the seventh mile, just like, a little one because my body knew it was getting close to the end. And once I finished that last mile on the track, like I felt myself running faster on that last lap. And then I'm like, no, you're an idiot. You have another mile to go because you have to run home. And it was just like, Oh gosh, it was such a head game. It was so, it was so tough just to think about it and track. Okay. This is your, this is your fourth lap. You haven't finished it. You're starting your fourth lap. That's, the end to one mile, you know, like having to constantly have a tally in my head, which I might've run more. Like I might've miscounted. You don't don't know. know. Wow, man. I don't know. That's a lot. You just put a lot out there. Mm. And then it was bad. You finished the race or the run. Yeah. You ran home. What'd you do? Did you take a shower and eat something and go to bed? Oh yeah. I immediately went to, uh, the shower, my body's covered in this red rash, take a ice cold shower and like the soap burns the rash. It like, it just hurts to take this shower, but I need to get it 
done. Uh, I take Benadryl because I looked up online to how to right, cause the alleviate symptoms. Like, dude, like, <laughs> yeah. The, yeah. And so that must so have I, knocked you out. Yeah. So I took a, I took some Benadryl. I ate some leftover lasagna. I drank a shit ton of water. Um, and then I just like laid down and slept so good. And I had I had this crazy dream, which I think was just because of my hurt legs. I dreamed we were playing airsoft. Do you remember airsoft guns? Yeah, I, I've never played, but I know it. You heard of it, okay? The little rubber pellets, or yeah. So I, I had a dream where we're playing airsoft with friends, and someone brought a real gun, and I got shot in the leg. And no, this is no bullshit. And I remember like crying to my friend Adam Mabry, who is in the army, and like we yeah. have worked together. And I was like, Adam, my fucking leg, man. I don't want to limp. I don't want to live with the limp for the rest of my life, dude. <laughs> and it was just so strange. And I'm sure my legs must have been doing something like in the middle of the night trying to repair itself um, right well and it's also the benadryl that too giving me wacky dreams yeah yeah man benadryl if i want to do some creative work by myself and i'm having a little a blockage i don't know if this is healthy or not it's probably not and maybe some doctors who listen can let me know but i'll take a i'll take a little benadryl pill mm. i'll get a little weird you know some guys will get stoned but you know that's cool too mm. but you can get a little distracted when you're stoned. I find if you can stay awake on a Benadryl pill, I'm not doing this all the time. I feel like right. I'm maybe outing myself here. But I don't know, man. You can get some creative, weird thoughts coming out of you. Highly hey, recommend man. it. Okay. Uh, recommended by Ryan. Uh, yeah. Dustin says, maybe think about it. Consult your doctor before you take a Benadryl. See how you react know. to it. It's an over-the-counter <laughs> drug. It's probably fine. I don't know. I know don't some parents give their kids Benadryl to put them to sleep, so whatever. Yeah, yeah. I don't What's know. The, Maybe take one. What could hey, go next wrong? Time, next time you think about wanting to get drunk or stoned or high, Maybe just take a little Benadryl. See how that yeah, goes. Yeah, you're going out for a night on the town. Yeah. Take 50 milligrams of Benadryl and just let yeah. that dice ride. Take that little pink pill. Let me know how mm, you feel. Mm, mm. <laughs> give me that Benny. All right. All right. All right. Let's move on to the review. You ready? Oh, yeah. Each week in our show, we will review the challenge. Rate the challenge. Rate the challenge. Do it or else, rate the challenge. Rank? This week. Rank? Yeah, rake the challenge. This week, <laughs> rate it. Rate <laughs> it. Let us know how you thought it went. Uh, and ideally, um, in the future, we'll have the challenge at the end of the episode. We'd like our listeners to do it along with us and uh, rate the challenge themselves. See what they thought of it. This week, run 10 miles. Uh, we did it, so there is nowhere else. But uh, runners, distance runners especially, of our age, idolize one man who they made two movies about, basically at the same time. I think I know uh, who you're talking about. Yeah. Mr. Steve Prefontaine. Oh, Prefontaine. The... Uh, what it was it? Oregon, the Oregon runner, mm-hmm. with the beautiful blonde mustache. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it and uh, the first generation of Nikes. Yeah, flowing hair, got that feathered look. Um, just majestic, magnificent. Magnificent runner. Um, who, uh, portrayed ran by for the love of it. Yeah, ran for the love of it. Uh, portrayed by Jared Leto and Billy Crudup. Were those the two? 
I think you're right. I mean, was it really Jared Leto? I think he did one. We're not going to look it up, but I'm confident that it's <laughs> yeah, no, Jared Leto and Billy Crudup. Yeah, highly recommend, I think, the Prefontaine movies. I think I have one of them on the shelf in the other room. I'll have to go look at it later. But this week, the rating scale is Prefontaine's. Woo! So on a scale of one to, well, since it was 10 miles, let's say 10 Prefontaines. That's genius. Oh, my right? God. Give this boy a Nobel Prize. Oh, God. One Prefontaines. I rate running 10 miles. This is hard because I didn't fully enjoy it. I didn't hate it. Uh, I thought running 10 miles was fun. I liked bragging about it on Instagram. I like bragging about it on this podcast. Uh, and that's that's kind of shitty, though, isn't it? You gave it a one? No, no, no. Out of ten? No, no, no. No, I haven't rated it yet. Oh, oh good, good, good. All right. But you can, I mean, I, if you have a mixed feeling... Like, no, if right. you need to, it's okay to be conflicted about running no. because I think, you know, it, it was enjoyable. Like, it's it's a, it's something that sucks while you're doing it, but it's great to talk about and, like, you're glad you did it at the end of it. When That's exactly just, when right. When it's just a memory, it's awesome, but when you're doing it, you're like, fuck this, dude. So, I enjoyed it the whole next day. I swear to you, I was dumber. My brain didn't work as well. The day I did the, you know, I did it in the morning that whole day. Very stupid, and honestly, yesterday was the day after. Incredibly stupid all day. Just not a good thinker. Which isn't bad. It's not bad to be dumbed down a little bit to have your have your mind mm-hmm. depleted of its resources, so you don't really have to think so much. And because of that, I'm gonna give running ten miles. Six and a half prefontaines. That's pretty what'd good. You, what'd you think? It's pretty good. I gotta go seven prefontaines, just a little bit more. I just, mm-hmm. I just think it's, it's, it's an above average challenge, so it gets an above average score. It's an okay. above average experience from like, from the, the doing of it. It sucked, but the benefit and the payoff. Not only does it make you healthier. Cardio wise, you burned eighteen hundred calories, Ryan. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah. Um, yeah. So like you're doing, <laughs> you're doing short term damage to your body for like a long long term gain. I guess that's true. I feel pretty good today. Two yeah, days I've, removed from it, I feel pretty great. Yeah, I, I feel good. It's still kind of I feel it when I go downstairs. Um, but other than that, like I feel good. Um, I I I give it seven prefontaines because good rating. You know, um, despite the chafing grundle, the sore legs, and <laughs> the 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 heat rash that I got, it it just is like, dude, the human body is so gross, but we, it's incredible. Like we, if you put your mind to something, we can push ourselves to to move for ten miles, and maybe anybody can push themselves to move for ten miles. Maybe they run five and they walk five. You're still moving ten miles and covering ten miles on foot doesn't happen every day you know right like it, and I, and the uh the science of it health wise it doesn't matter if you run it or walk it uh the right. cardiovascular benefits i'm pretty sure the research at this time is showing if you run or walk it it doesn't make a difference covering the distance is what matters yes the the only difference would be that 
your ability to burn fat right faster is but i'm talking like heart higher. health yeah heart health just move you know get out and move for a long time every day and you're gonna see long-term benefits down the road with you know a lower risk of heart disease and stronger muscles uh naked sexy body um Ooh. all that kind of stuff but yeah would i give you, it you give it seven i give it seven would you challenge our listeners to uh would you recommend this challenge listeners I challenge you to run 10 miles, parentheses, just move 10 miles, in parentheses. Do it. Do it. You'll, you'll, be, you'll be happy about it. Um, if, you, if you can't take this brutal, brutal heat, you know, if you got a gym, try it on a treadmill. But I hate running on a treadmill. Um, it just, it just, I just, I just hate the, the sound of the, the tread just like the worst With every step i'd hate that so get outside maybe an elliptical i don't know get some vitamin d get that out. get out of here you gotta like move around i i think you need to be distracted by the stuff that's around you which is why i like running outside because you Me see too. things and you see other people and like seeing another person run in the either in front of you i'm like oh man i'm gonna catch that person that's stupid of me to think <laughs> but like i always find someone and i i in my mind i'm like i'm gonna track you down and I'm going to beat you even though we're not we have no idea that we're racing only I do <laughs> that's a problem with me So I picked the 10-mile race, uh, and I think we, we both enjoyed it. And now we get to turn the reins over to Mr. Ryan to uh, lay out the next uh, challenge that I have no idea what's coming. Right. So I don't want people to get the thought that this is some sort of athletic challenge podcast. There will be athletic challenges, but I think there are other challenges in life that need to be pursued. Uh, I think you would agree, Dustin. Uh, yes. Life is not about running. Life is not about being sexy when you're naked, necessarily. It's not not about that. Right. We want a holistic uh, outlook on, on the the activities available throughout the lifespan. So we're going right. to we're gonna tap into each, you know, creative force that might be out there, any curiosity, any endeavor. Um, right. And we're so, going to try and give you a little potpourri. I'm looking at the weather this week. I've got the challenge. It's weather dependent. But this week's challenge, do it or else, cry in the rain. Oh, man. You've got to okay. find a time when it's raining outside and go out there and cry. And I can cry about anything I want? You can cry about anything. As long as you, I think you need to have a tear come down. Tears in rain. Okay. That's the um, name of the challenge. Tears in rain. Tears in rain. Tears yeah, in the rain? Tears in I rain. Because I think it's I think it's important to cry. I think it's a, an important part of life. Uh I've remembered crying in the rain in the past at some point in my life. And I think it's I think it's gonna be uh emotional. I think it's gonna be good. I okay. I, I think it could be cool. It might be terrible. Yeah. I I'm ready for this challenge and I accept it. Perfect. I will do it or else. 
Do it or else. Me too. Do it or else. So, everybody, thanks for listening to Do It or Else podcast. I'm Dustin. That's my lovely co-host, Ryan. Um, Come by next week and give us a listen when we talk about our experiences um, of crying in the rain. Crying in the rain. We're we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna do it in the rain. (laughs) Uh, Make sure to check us out. All the we'll post little pictures and updates of all these things. I've got a couple sweaty pictures of myself after my run on our Instagram page. What is that, Dustin? At do it or else pod. So all that's on Instagram. Word. Yeah, all one word. Do it or else pod. We're on Twitter. Do it or else pod. And uh, you can follow us along there. If you got suggestions for future challenges, we'd love to hear some. Um, and if we like it, we'll do it. We'll record it and we'll give you a shout out and maybe we'll bring you on the show. Get your experience on it too. Thanks so much for listening. Cheers. Bye-bye. Love you.